Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a heart-centered podcast dedicated to practices of authenticity through a foundation of love and honesty and a commitment to personal growth. Now, here is your host, Shauna Gulbrand. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening, or perhaps you are watching Wherever you are in the world, whatever time of the day or night that it is, whatever it is you're doing, my hope is that you are healthy and happy and enjoying life in some way. Today is Thursday, December 17th, and New England is getting dumped with over a foot of snow. Yay, snow. No, not so much. I need to move out of New England I think I want this to be my last winter in New England. I'm done. Totally done with the snow. All right. So next week, we have the upcoming winter solstice. We have the Christmas holiday, for those of you who celebrate Christmas. And the week after, we say goodbye to the year 2020 and welcome in the new year. And I imagine that many of you are really looking forward to saying goodbye to 2020. I generally don't live my life, well, yes, I live my life January through December. But when it comes to setting intentions for myself or choosing a word to use throughout the year, or maybe even pulling a tarot card for the year, I generally do that in April on my birthday. I set my goals and my aspirations and my plans and my intentions for the year on my birthday. So I work April to April. But I understand that many of you work January through December. So that said, this podcast is a gift of spiritual practice that I offer you today. And my hope is that you will take some of this or maybe all of it and put it into practice as you enter the new year and move through the new year. So today's podcast is titled A Gift of Spiritual Practice. A new teacher entered my life four or five months ago, Daryl Anka and Bashar. And this is where this practice was introduced to me. And I have taken it and I've worked with it, I've incorporated it, I've embraced it, and I use it, and it's been incredible so far. And I wanted to share this with you today. So let me just run through it real quick, and then I'm going to break it down. So this gift of spiritual practice, there's four steps to this practice. The number one is follow your excitements. Number two, Do that to the best of your ability and take it as far as it will go. Number three, have no insistence, assumption, or expectation of an outcome. And number four is remain in a positive state. Pretty simple, right? A little bit more challenging when we're putting it into practice. So let me just break this down for you. So the first step is to follow your excitement. I like to use the word excitement or excitements, but there are other words that you can use instead of that. Words such as passion or passions, joy, love, interests, 
curiosity, attractiveness, creativity, or some other word that feels better to you. So it's follow my fill in the blank. Follow your creativity. Follow your curiosity. Follow your love. So the number one step is to follow something. (laughs) Excitements. And to act on your highest inspirations. What are you inspired by? What are other people doing that you're really curious about and you could see yourself doing? This can be as big as something like a new career or as small as daily chores. Now, let me just say one thing right out. I'm not um, encouraging anyone to leave your day job to follow what you're passionate about. Um, If you are in a full-time job that you don't like, slowly start to uh, enroll in a class, enroll in a course, enroll in a workshop. Um, Do a little bit towards what it is that excites you. Okay, so let me just give you some examples. As big as a career, I'm in the middle of creating something wonderful for myself to sustain me through the rest of my life. And each day, I try to take some step towards the things that excite me. Recording this podcast is very exciting to me. I love to talk and I love all the background work to this. So I love working with my, my, the software that records the audio and, and working with iMovie and YouTube and, and I love to do all that. So this is really exciting to me. And this is part of something that is much bigger than simply the podcast. And then there can be the daily chores. Now, we all know that the house is always going to need to be cleaned. The laundry is always going to need to be done. Keep going through the list. So you might ask, well, how are chores exciting? Um, They're not. I don't really find chores exciting. But let me explain how I use this follow my excitements in regards to daily chores. When I have my to-do list in front of me, I take a look at it and then I check in with myself and I ask myself, well, what contains the most excitement? (laughs) Most of the time it's none of the above. But then I shift to what would give me the most pleasure and satisfaction knowing that this chore is done. And that's how I move through my to-do list. It's about getting that sense of accomplishment that's exciting to me. So, okay, let me do this first because I know when this is done, I'm going to feel much better that it's accomplished and then I'll move on to the next thing. And once again, I I check in. Okay, well, what do I want to do next? And then I move through my to-do list like that. So it's following your excitements acting on your highest inspirations, acting on the things that are, that are more representative of your excitements, following that thread of passion, those steps that are more in alignment with who you are. Now, are chores who you are? No, <laughs> but those are the things that we need to get done. So if you can bring in any bit of excitement or satisfaction, use that 
to guide you into what to do next. Take action on whatever contains the most excitement. So start to apply that to all areas of your life. So the number one step is to follow your excitements or whatever word you like to use besides excitements. The second step is to do it to the best of your ability and take it as far as it will go. It's really that simple. Now, the best of your ability can change day to day. You might have lots of energy and feel really good, and the best of your ability is is much greater than it would be if you're feeling under the weather or life just threw you a curveball. So it's about acknowledging what is my best today, and I'm going to do this to my very best. An example that I would like to give you is my Speaker Sisterhood Club. I loved running my Speaker Sisterhood Club. I recognized that toward the end of it, I wasn't in the same place energetically. Things started to shift. I was noticing things in myself and with the club and the members. So I sat with it. I did some honest self-introspection, honest self-examination. I asked myself, am I causing this to wane because of something in my belief system? Or is it dampening on its own? And I felt like it was a little bit of both. But what I came to understand was that I was not excited about it anymore. That level of excitement had waned. And I believe that if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. So I sat with that and I made the decision to close my club because it wasn't exciting to me anymore. I've let go of a lot of things in my life because they're not, the level of excitement isn't there anymore. And what happens is as I release all that stuff, I make more space for opportunity that does represent, that contains that excitement. So the number two step is to do it to the best of your ability and take it as far as it will go. Really that simple. What's important here is the self-awareness and the honest self-exploration, examination, reflection, introspection, being really honest with yourself with your answers. The third step is no insistence, assumption, or expectation of the outcome. Now, this is a little bit more challenging for me because I want to know the how. How is this all going to work out? I am in the practice of trusting the unfolding, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, and um, enjoying the journey. It's taken me a long time to understand what that really means because the journey is the destination. Okay, so no insistence, assumption, or expectation of the outcome. This means to stop focusing on the specifics and allow for the holistic unfolding. Like I said, this is the more challenging part of this spiritual practice. I think that I'm detached from an outcome. And then again, back to that self-awareness, I start to recognize that I am insisting on a certain outcome. 
So it's about catching myself so I can release that. Because the need to know is a form of resistance. Or, excuse me, insistence. The need to know is a form of insistence. And only my soul knows what the best outcome is for me. Only your soul knows what the best outcome is for you. Sure, we all have our preferences, but that doesn't mean that the universe has that same preference. It, they, the all, all is one, knows what is best for our highest good. So it's about trusting that whatever happens, you can use it in a way that serves you. And to trust that the universe, God's source, your higher self, your soul, whatever you want to call it, is going to bring the best outcome for you and for me. All right, so number one is to follow your excitements. Number two is to do it to the best of your ability and take it as far as it will go. Number three is to release the insistence, the assumption, or the expectation of a specific outcome. So be mindful of your preferences. The fourth step of this spiritual practice is to remain in a positive state. And that too can be a challenge, especially when life throws us a curveball. Even if it's something that you don't prefer, it's really, really important to remain in a positive state. Know that from this positive position, it has to be there for a reason that can serve you in a positive way. Now, I have a perfect example of something that happened just last week. I can't get into the specifics of it. I won't get into the specifics of it because it involves another person. So I don't want to get into the detail of it. But let me just share with you that my response and reaction to, to what unfolded and what took place, I noticed I went right to my defaults of this is a bad thing. And then I went through that critical inner parent came out and just ripped right through me of all the reasons why I am inadequate, that I am not enough. So my default when something happened was to go to, this is a bad thing. But if I remained, so what I did was I, I would go back and forth. I would recognize, here's the self-awareness again. I would recognize the feelings in my body. I recognize my child within who was coming out. I recognized the critical inner parent that was showing up. And then I moved to this is for my highest good. This outcome, even though it's not one that I prefer, is for my highest good. So if I remain in a positive state, I will be able to see how it serves me. So it's about using what happens using them at, or whatever it is, as arrows that are taking you in the right direction much faster than you thought. So here was this unfolding, and instead of staying in, this is bad and I suck, I moved towards, this is 
a signpost. These are arrows that are pointing me in the right direction that I wasn't expecting to go to yet, but yet here it is. Use what happens, uh, excuse me, be a friend to uncertainty. Be a friend to uncertainty and trust. Remain positive and be open to the outcome that is for your highest good. So I sat with that and I moved into the energy of being open to the outcome that is for my highest good. And like I said, I don't know what my highest good is, but I have I am trusting now that my soul, my higher self, the universe knows what is good for my highest good or the best outcome for my highest good. Sorry, I'm kind of going in a loop now. This is what happens when I go up into my head. So let me come back down into my heart for a moment. This is about how you define things. Back to self-awareness. When something happens, how are you defining it? If the universe is capable of supporting you in believing a negative idea, why wouldn't it support you in believing a positive one? Hmm? Think about that for a minute. If the universe is capable of supporting you with a negative idea that we're all so used to, why wouldn't it be supportive in you leaning into a positive idea? And you can think of it this way. You could take this practice and go with it. And if it doesn't work out for you, you can always go back to your defaults. There's always choice. You always have choice. So the gift of spiritual practice that I offer you now, number one step, follow your excitements, period. Number two, do it to the best of your ability and take it as far as it will go. Number three, have no insistence or assumption or expectation of any outcome. And number four, remain in a positive state. Those are the four steps. Your excitement, your love, your passions, your creativity, your interests, all of that is your compass that points to your magnetic north. Think of it that way. This excites me. This gets me like all like tingly inside and I want to do something about it. Go towards that thing as much as you can. Move towards that thing. Allow the synchronicity in your life to present you with opportunities that contain that excitement. And that's what I was speaking about earlier. As I began to assess what I was doing in my life and the level of excitement about it, things started to fall away. And as I allowed the people, places, experiences, the things, everything to fall away, new opportunities presented themselves to me that contained the excitement that I am moving towards. Follow your excitement and act on your highest joy. Follow your excitement and actively create the life you dream of. So this is what I offer you today as we near the solstice and Christmas and the end of this chaotic 
year of 2020, a gift of spiritual practice. Follow your excitements. Do it to the best of your ability and take it as far as it will go. Have no insistence or assumption or expectation of an outcome and remain in a positive state. Become more aware of your thoughts and feelings. Become more aware of your defaults and your patterns of thought and behavior. All right. So there you have it, a gift of spiritual practice. My hope is that you take some of this or all of it and begin to use it in your life. Before I end, I would like to give a shout out to my friend Wendy. I hope that you are listening to this. I want to tell you how grateful I am to the universe for bringing us together in the Dollar Tree store, a store that I rarely go to, rarely. And I find it really interesting that I I, I was doing so many errands and I backed my car into the driveway and as I was walking in the house I thought all right I'm done like I don't I'm not going out again today and then I remembered that I wanted to take a ride to the Dollar Tree store in Joanne Fabric so what did I do I got back in my car and I went back out and there you were it was such a beautiful surprise to see you I was on such a high for the rest of the day after I ran into you. And I wanted to take this moment to acknowledge you and to acknowledge your transition and to wish you the very best. Be kind and gentle and most importantly, patient with yourself. And shine, my friend. Shine your light as brightly as you can. Okay, thank you all so much for listening. I am um, just a couple of announcements. I'm, again, kind of redoing my website, and I invite you to come over and subscribe to my newsletter. My plan, my intention is to do these recordings more often. It's Life has been kind of crazy lately. Um, But this is what excites me. So I know that I need to keep moving towards doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Happy winter solstice. It's all down here. After the 21st, the sun starts to stay in the sky longer. So there's hope, especially for those of us here in New England. Happy winter solstice. Winter solstice. Merry Christmas for those of you who celebrate Christmas. Happy holidays and Happy New Year. 